You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. A question that uh, I get a lot is, uh, how do you decide to move to Natchitoches to plant Awaken Church? Just like, you know, you didn't grow up here. You're not from here. Why Natchitoches? Why why this community? And um, it's a great question, and I've answered that question uh, a lot over the last few years as we've planted and, and launched and kind of moved into this this uh, crazy season we've been in and going through and uh, still get that question from time to time because we're just continually meeting and, and connecting with new people. And, the, you know, how did you decide to move to Natchitoches to plan Awaken Church since you're not, like, from here or whatever? And, uh, no, the short answer is God told me to. <laughs> now, right, I know the kind of thoughts and feelings that can come up when someone says, God told me to. I mean, have you experienced someone claim to hear the voice of God? I mean, have you, ever, have you ever heard, like, had that experience? Like somebody said, you know, God told me something. Um, now, how do you respond to that? I mean, how do you feel about that? My, my own experience has often been, God told me was pretty much just a code for, I want to do this. Or, God told me means, like, I, I don't like what you're doing. God told me this, and I don't like what you're doing. Sometimes, uh, my experience has been a lot of times, that's what people are really saying when they say God told me. God told me can be one of the most dangerous phrases a person can use. And it's a very loaded phrase, isn't it? Because, but, but, but at the same time, others have spoken into my life, and it certainly seemed like and felt like a word from the Lord. Like, I feel like God wants me to share this with you. I feel like God laid this on my heart to mention to you. And it just seemed like, yes, God is God is definitely in this. So today we're starting a series on the voice of God, like where we'll be learning to listen as God speaks into your life. And if you're a follower of Jesus, it's likely you understand how important this is. If you're just checking this church thing out, or maybe you doubt God is even real. Hey, I want to encourage you to at least give this a shot with an open mind. Like at least, like, like, what do you have to lose? I believe you have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Because you know, if you're like, well, there isn't, there is no such thing as a voice of God because I don't believe God exists. Well, what if you just took over the next few weeks, just joined us for this conversation, and 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 took some of the next steps yourself, just to see just to see if God was speaking to your life. I think you have a lot to gain. So today we're going to read this scripture. It's in the, the Old Testament of our Bible. It's called 1 Kings, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 19. And I would encourage you, if you have a Bible, grab that and, and, and read along as I, as I read here in just a minute. So you can uh, kind of read for yourself these words. So it's about Elijah. Elijah's a prophet in, in ancient Israel. And it's at a time when there's this king named Ahab, and he married this queen named Jezebel. And they were pretty wicked people. And she was extremely, she's like, you read the entire narrative of the story. And I encourage you to do that sometime. She's pretty wicked. And she's not from Israel. She's She brings in some foreign uh, gods and foreign idols that they worship. And, and she has, they have, they, the king Ahab and queen Jezebel, have began to lead the entire nation to turn away from the worship of God. 
tearing down the places of worship and even killing prophets like Elijah. So so Elijah's on the run and this and what we're gonna read today, Elijah's on the run. He's trying to hide. He's he's like fearing for his life. And he comes to Mount Sinai, which is this great mount. It's known as the mountain of God. And there he has this conversation with God. And that's what I want to kind of jump into today and dig into a little bit as we think about how God's voice speaks into our lives. So 1 Kings chapter 19, I'm going to begin in verse 9. There, he's on the mountain, Mount Sinai. There, Elijah came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And the, and the story goes on, and, and this is about, you know, you know, God giving Elijah some instructions and some encouragement and, and to begin to pass the torch to, to others who would, who would kind of take the mantle and, and become uh, prophets and leaders themselves, uh, leading the people back to God. But for our time today, I want to focus just on this part of the story where, where, where Elijah hears from God on the side of a mountain. He hears a whisper in the noise. And so here's our big idea. Hearing God's voice begins with making listening a priority. Okay? Hearing God's voice begins with making listening a priority. So our lives are full of voices. Our lives are full of voices and all of them kind of coming at us all the time. And, and they, they become what we might call white noise. You know what white noise is, right? It's, it's like I can hear all the voices, but I can't really make sense of it, any of it. It's like I hear I, everyone speaking, all the noises happening at the same time, and I can hear it all, but I can't make out any of it. It's all just noise. So what are some voices speaking into our lives? Think about your own life. What are, what are some of the voices speaking into your life? The story of Elijah hearing the voice of God points to this. God's voice wasn't the only thing he was hearing, was it? Because a windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. After the wind was an earthquake, and after the earthquake was a wildfire. So much so much noise, and, and every time, every time, what does the story say? God was not in the wind. God was not in the earthquake. God was not in the fire. See, our, our, our lives are like this. Our lives are full of voices that can, that, that, that can result in noise, like windstorms and earthquakes and, and raging fires. So there's four voices that kind of I have picked up on that speak into our lives all the time that, that, will, that will cause some of this noise. The first one is our immediate voices. Immediate voices are like like in Elijah's life, there were immediate voices that were saying prophets are the main target. The immediate voices are saying you better run, you better hide. And for us, these are you know family, friends, neighbors, people in our circle, your tribe, often at times discouraging. Immediate voices, those closest to us. And there's there's past voices. 
passive voice. Elijah's past was full of experiences where he had suffered and where God had provided. And I can imagine on the side of that mountain, a lot of past voices ran through his mind. This is, this is, this is like, you know, you know, you've, you're always, seems like you're always in trouble. You're always in the struggle. You're always trying to hide out. (laughs) No, I can, I, I can imagine as some, uh, a lot of past voices would run through Elijah's mind. This is something someone, like for us, it's something someone said to you, something someone said about you, something, you know, someone, a voice from your past, your teachers, your parents, a coach, a bully. And, and like the immediate voices, they, they can be positive or negative. They can, they can be helpful, but sometimes discouraging. Same thing with, with eternal, internal voices. We all have internal voice, don't we? we? If we think about it, Elijah's internal voice was saying, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant, tore down the altars of worship, and killed every one of the preachers, and I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. This is his inner voice, his internal voice. This is what we would call self-talk. Things you say to yourself, and it can range from, I've got this, to more likely, I'm not as good as them. I'm just not as good as them. And we have some voices that Elijah didn't really have. I'll call these virtual voices. Because we have voices adding to our lives that Elijah didn't have. Virtual voices. Social media is constantly speaking into your life. And since COVID started, studies have have been saying that the screen time has increased drastically for every age group. I I read it and I was like, I'm not going to read these stats. I'm just going to take write down. Every age group. Children, teenagers. Young adults, older adults, at every age group. Screen time has increased in the last two years for every age group. Our lives are full of voices. But at the same time, our lives can be void of meaning, right? There's so many voices, it can be overwhelming. But more voices does not equal more meaning. More voices does not equal more meaning. So, So when it comes to hearing the voice of God, it's important that we start here, considering all this noise and all the voices, and the voices in, in your life are shaping you, okay? It's important. This is why we're starting here, to, to recognize, to awaken to this reality. The voices in your life are shaping you. And hearing God's voice begins with, with making listening a priority, because God is as close as a whisper. He, he, God is as close as a whisper to you. After the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? What does God's voice even sound like? <laughs> I mean, you, you probably immediately, if you're like me, close your eyes and go, Hey, what does God's voice sound like? And you get a picture of Morgan Freeman in your mind, right? <laughs> does God's voice sound like Morgan Freeman? I'm, does God's voice sound angry? For you, does God's voice sound judgmental or or does God's voice sound patient and and, and kind? What does God's voice sound like? There there are two qualities of God's voice and we can can understand from Scripture. And I want to share them briefly here and not dig too deep into this for today, for our time together today. But really, this this is where we can start here to understand God's voice, that God's voice is transcendent. It's transcendent. Now, now, what does that even mean, transcendent? It means this. Hearing on the inside that God is bigger than this world. That's what it means, that transcendent. Like I hear on the inside. I hear in my, in my gut. I hear in my soul that 
that God is bigger than this world. It means I hear in my heart and soul that God is bigger than me and bigger than what I'm facing. Here, here's another way to think of it. Romans 120 in the New, in the New Testament says, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. So when God's voice is transcendent, it means that it's all around and we hear it within us. It's inside. So also, God's voice is imminent. God's voice is transcendent. God's voice is imminent. That means that you know, what that means is God's voice isn't just out there or up there, but God's voice is present and active in your life right now. So really think about this. God's voice is as close as a whisper. Elijah was running and God didn't leave him. God is right there. If you've been running and the noise of all the voices has become a cacophony for you, God is right there. The voice of God is at arms. It is not an arm's link. It's not the sky's link. It's, 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 it's like right there, right next to you. The voice of God is, is as close as a whisper. There, there's power in proximity. There's, there's power in the closeness of it. When, when someone leans in and whispers, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. See, God wants you to lean into his presence because he's leaning into you. And he's like as close as a whisper saying, it's going to be okay. Hearing God's voice begins with making listening a priority. Because here's the deal. Hearing requires listening. Okay. Hearing requires listening. And I know you're like, wow, that's deep, Pastor Stephen. But really, it's the, it's the thought that really strikes me the most. It's like, I'm not hearing from God because I'm not listening from, to, to God. You know, when we moved to, to Natchitoches to plant Awakened Church, that, that whole God told me, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, that's, that's the answer. But, but what is, you know, here's what that looked like. Uh, a year before we moved to Natchitoches, God began to speak into our lives through other people, through a group of guys, uh, a group of pastors who were, formed a team called uh, the, the, um, the Church Planting Team for the Louisiana Congregational Ministries of the Church of God. Now you know why we use the, the, you know, the letters LCMCOG, because that's a big phrase to say. And they, they began to dream and plan and pray about a church plant in Louisiana from this network of churches called the LCMCOG. And we have connection. I'm a part of this, the big, bigger network called the Church of God that, is, uh, that, that, that this is a part of. And so we, you know, we connected. They, they, they called me. We connected. We sat down. Shelly and I sat down with them. And they, they talked about some thoughts and vision they had. And I talked about my philosophy of ministry and, and the vision that, God, I, vision that God has for me in my life and my family and us. Not a me and not a my, but an us. And it clicked. And we continued to pray about moving to the great state of Louisiana to plant a church. And Natchitoches was, they had a list of, of, of communities where they want, they felt like, man, this is where we need to prayerfully seek about planting a church. And Natchitoches was number one on their list. And I'd never been to Natchitoches. I grew up in West Monroe, Louisiana. I've loved it in Bossier City, Shreveport. And, and, but I've never been to Natchitoches in my entire life. And so, you know, as we were praying, we uh, began to answer the call. And we feel after friends, fellow pastors, peers in ministry, praying with me, confidentially, praying over me, 
led Shelly and I to a conversation where I felt convinced we were to move to Louisiana and begin to check out areas such as Natchitoches. And Shelly, in our prayer and in our conversation, she affirmed it. And so we said yes. And I had heard from uh, you know colleagues in ministry who have planted churches, who spoke affirmation into like the God, the voice of God speaking through them affirming that this was this was the time this was the thing to do my dad and i made a, a drive over to natchitoches while i was visiting him and mom and it was about an hour drive so we came over to natchitoches and i prayed and i we stopped i still remember my dad's truck and i said dad before we get out of the truck and just kind of walk around town i want to pray and i prayed in that moment as i've been taught to by a, a friend of mine to pray in that moment just ask God to lead us to people and conversations, to open our heart and our mind, to just let us know um, clearly from Him. I asked, you know, in prayer, God, let us know clearly from you what the direction is, where, what we do. And we opened, I opened the door and stepped out onto Front Street here in Natchitoches. And immediately in my spirit, I felt it. I knew it. I said it. I'm home. <laughs> this is it. This is, this is it. This is it. See, God spoke to me. God told me. God told us. But it was through prayer. It was through it was through times of seeking. And we have fasting. Trust me. We there was a lot of people fasting that, that brought this about. Through conversations with others. Through reading books and blogs and taking courses and and really seeking. See, if if God whispers, see we had to see we had to be quiet enough to hear his voice. I had to be quiet enough to hear God speak. If God whispers, when was the last time you've been quiet enough to hear his voice? See, Elijah was listening for God's voice, so he knew it when he heard it. See, that that's the thing. Elijah's listening for God's voice, so he knew it when he heard it. You have to listen in order to hear. Hearing requires listening. There's this great, great quote from, from Blaise Pascal. And Blaise Pascal is a 17th century. He's, more, he's famous for being a mathematician and a physicist. And he was also a philosopher and a theologian. And he said, the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to sit quietly in his room. The sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to sit quietly in his room. How much more magnified and multiplied is that in 2021 going forward with all of the voices now, including these virtual voices? See, Pascal was he was onto something. He this was this was uh, you know everything to do with priorities. That's what that's what this this for me as I look at it. How high on your priority list is listening for the voice of God in your life? I mean, that's a good question. If you're like, well, I don't really, I don't know that I hear from God. How high on the priority list of yours is listening for the voice of God in your life? How much of priority is it for you to to be still and be quiet and silent and, and listening? Hearing the voice of God begins with making listening a priority. So when we talk about prayer, we usually think about talking, right? We, 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 we may define prayer as a conversation with God, but how much of that conversation is us talking, if we're being honest? How much of prayer is, God, I need, God, I want, God, could you help, God, I've, but God, I've got this list. 
And that's good. We're supposed to bring our, our supplications. We're, we're supposed to bring our prayer requests to God and pray for, for one another. Absolutely. We're so, definitely, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not doing it wrong if you're praying and asking God for these things. But one of the key indications that you're becoming more like Jesus is that your prayer life is shifted to less talking and more listening. When it comes to hearing the voice of God, if you cut through the myths and the excuses about the voice of God and you know the crazy stuff that's been done and 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 and, and God told me to as an out as be as an out. If you get if just get past all of that, you're going to find that what you really long for in life is more meaning and less noise equals more meaning. God's whisper is speaking in the midst of your noise. In the, in the coming weeks, we'll talk a, about a lot of things that will help us hear the voice of God. We're going to get a lot of practical things about how to, how to help us really hear God speak to us in our lives. But we're going to start with listening. Hearing God's voice begins with making listening our priority. So here's our next steps. This week, I'm going to challenge you to, to try this. I'll try, I would encourage you to try this every day. Take this next step, ten minute, uh, a 10-minute next step every day. First of all, find, find a whispering spot. That's, that's number one. Find a spot. For me, it's like I have a, I have a few spots. And some, it has to do with time of day and, and that kind of stuff. When you have family and you have kids, your spot isn't just a, a physical location. It's a, it's a time. It's, but it's more about, you know, you know, it may be my backyard or it may be, you know, in, in my room alone with the door shut, in, in the bedroom alone with the door shut. But, uh, but, you know, but a holy place isn't just geographical. It's about a, cons- a consistent posture of the heart. Find a, a time of day and a place where you can consistently posture your heart in a place where you're ready to listen. And that could be, that call that your whispering spot. A lot of people call this their prayer closet. So that's number one. Number two, list the voices in your life. Take time. You know, I would say, you know what? Don't, don't, don't overthink it. Don't, don't go crazy. Oh, I should just top five it. Acknowledge who or what is speaking into your life. Acknowledge who or what is speaking into your life. Do it for you. This isn't for anybody else. This is for you. List the voices in your life. Actually, write it down. There's, there's some power in owning things when you write it down. And number three, here's this is a biggie. This may be the biggest challenge of all. Choose solitude for 10 minutes a day. It's a choice. Choose solitudes. Choose. Find that whispering spot and get in it by yourself. No phone, no, no TV, no, no, no computer, no laptop. And if you have to tell your family or your roommates or whoever, hey, don't, uh, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I'm just going to have some, some, some quiet time. Or do it when they're asleep. You know, if you have kids, do it when they're asleep if you have to. 10 minutes. Choose solitude. Choose where you can just be, be not just, you know, not isolation, but solitude. Sit alone with your thoughts. Sit alone with God and listen. And you know what? You can help each other out with this one. You, you know, you know, if you have, you know, if you're married, your spouse, talk about this. Where you can have each other. You you can do it together, but really, you need to do it separately as well. You need to have your time, your place, where you can find your whispering spot and 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 choose solitude ten minutes a day, and hold each other accountable. 
and and if you need if if you need us to, to ask Shelly or myself, and we like, hey, can you text me every day and ask me how it's going with my, you know, my my whispering spot, <laughs> my choosing solitude? And we'll be glad to do that. We we you know, absolutely. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the moments that we had together today. Thank you for in the midst of all the voices that we have. That Lord, a lot of times you speak through these voices. Our our our. our uh, uh, Voices that are that are persistently, consistently, immediate voices and the past voices and the internal voices and, and even the virtual voices. God, you have a way of speaking to us through, through all of these things. But Lord, a lot of these things can cause so much noise in our lives that we can miss the fact that you are as close as a whisper. And there is a whisper in the noise. And that whisper is your voice, God, saying, what are you doing here? I'm with you. I love you. So God, help us to make listening a priority. This week especially, Lord, help us to make listening a priority so that we can hear your voice speak into our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that you are not some God who isn't interested and isn't involved in our lives, but you are right here with us as close as a whisper. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AwakenChurchLA.